0: what's going on everybody welcome to the just a podcast i'm angelo i'm your host and today and really the past few weeks and in, in this month has had this theme of identity now if you listened to last week's episode with my brother mike reddell who did a phenomenal job of sharing his story of how he went from being a cop and then translating that into uh, mortgage and then into eventually the insurance game now, there's this, there's this thing about identity, and if you guys have heard me, I know I've said it plenty of times on my social media, but for 2020, my goal, one of my goals, I should say, was to be more unapologetically me. And initially, I guess when I first thought of it, it was more of you know, just to be less of a people pleaser, to just be me, be free, right? Stop trying to please everybody else. And the more I dove deep into that, The more i you know it's we're halfway through 2020 and i've I've got six months of trying to understand at a deeper level of what being unapologetically me means and i tell you it is actually one of the most challenging things i've ever done because there's layers and layers and layers and it's more it's just so much more depth than i really thought there was to it and this is what a little bit of today's podcast is about, right? It's around the theme of identity. And what Renata and I wanted to do was to give everybody here more tangible tips, especially the business owners that we know plenty of you guys. A lot of our listeners are business owners or starting, uh, to, are starting um, their entrepreneurial journey, I should say. And there's this, there's a value in being an integrator and also a value in being more of a visionary if you know if you do not know what that is read the book rocket fuel by gino wickman um obviously we're not endorsed by them there's it's just a great 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 book a lot of the books that he writes are awesome so it's called rocket fuel and he talks about how these major big brands and companies are built around having an integrator and having a visionary now How this ties into identity is a lot of us, we all have a little portion of each, but realizing which one you are more specifically, there is a freedom and there is a power to that. This is what today's podcast is about. Enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week. The other day when I started coming back into social media, I just started opening up about my goal for 2020 of being unapologetically me,
1: yeah,
0: what does that like really, what does unapologetically me mean? And you know there 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 wasn't a specific rhyme or reason why I chose that beginning of 2020, why I made that like my new year's goal. I just thought it was something to be less of a people pleaser. But the more I became intentional about who, like, like take a second, think about it. Who are you? Like who what is your identity? Is it something you created? Is it something your parents have given you? Is it something your community slapped a label on you? Is it your job? Is it your title? Like who, who like really think about it. Who are you? And for a long time, I always associated myself as my identity as a police officer. And we all know how that happened. And when that was taken away, I went into a dark place. And it, this is all kind of starting to come back as, you know, kind of come, come back into social media. What, like, who am I, what does it really mean to be unapologetically to me? And as I dive deeper into that, and I, as I uncover more and more layers, I start to realize, as simple as it should be it's by no means easy because i'm like wait like identity what what is it about our identity like who am i what and i just started really asking myself hard questions and preparing myself for the hard answers that i needed to hear and it's i i, I can't say i know it just yet but There is a certain freedom that comes when you understand not just who you are, but who you're not. And I'm like, wow. And I'm on this whole new path of self-discovery of what does it really mean to be unapologetically me. So these are just like some thoughts that are marinating in my head because this whole these themes of the past few weeks on the podcast on the conversations we've had even the podcast interview we did yesterday with physio first of identity knowing your identity and yeah what are what are some of the thoughts going in your head right now Renata
1: yeah so I think this is such a great topic of conversation because what's so funny and we've often found this to be the case is that we'll both be experiencing or trying to answer a very similar question at the same time in our lives without actually telling each other about it. So last week I was um, doing some journaling and one of, there's a lot of prompt questions in this new group that I'm in. And one of them was, are you authentically being yourself? Or are you showing up as what you think other people want you to be? And so that was a fantastic journal question, which is pretty much in alignment with what you were just saying. And for me, I mean, I definitely believe that at times I'm showing up as my authentic self. And then at times I am essentially putting on some kind of a mask to appear as though I am the person that, the, that it should be seen at this particular moment. And I think that's probably true for most people. Um, But the real work comes when you realize that and you try to figure out well Why am I doing it this way? But then also Who do I want to be? So really while there's like the first phase of the question Which is are you showing up as your authentic self? And the second question is why is that the case? The third question is really well, then who is it that you want to be and taking the time And taking the thoughts and taking all of the influences that you have and understanding who is it that I really want to show up as in this life and then implementing some of the things each and every day in order to get to that particular person.
0: That's so good. That's so good. And it's it's very similar to a gratitude exercise that I like to do, right? It's not just I'm thankful for, but why are you thankful for it? And how does that make you feel? Right? It's just not just, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for this, but why are you thankful for it? And actually, like deeper than that, why is that making you feel? So that's just the the foundation, the ground level of what we're talking about today and the theme of identity. And I love how we started it off because it it it, it kind of brought down all the walls, right? At this point, as you guys are watching or as you guys are listening to this, we're hoping that we've brought you to this mindset of, who am I, who am I, who am I not? Are these really something, are these identities, these titles, these things like really something I care for, or is this something that someone slapped on me and I've just been carrying that title because, because there is today's podcast, we wanted to give everyone more tangible tips. We love the motivation. We love the inspiration. Like that's what we, we stand for but there's also tangible tips that we wanna share with everyone listening and watching today. And yesterday when we interviewed um, our first partnership, right? cause a lot, of, a lot of the people we've been interviewing, the business owners, influencers are just kind of one person at a time. Yesterday we actually interviewed a duo, a partnership, which is really, really cool. These guys are doing something really big in the physical therapy space and we're excited to share that with you guys in the next few weeks. But yesterday, when we were talking to Physio first with um, with with Minsu and Steve, the topic came during the conversation. We talked about identity and how one half of the partnership was more of the visionary one of the one of the yeah, the crea- the creative the creator type thinking, and then the other one was more of the integrator, the more structure, the more doing, the more create like not creating but the more actually putting the play putting it into play and that led me and it's funny how renata and i always kind of have that that similar thinking it led renata and i it like hit like it was like a light bulb because that's literally how i describe renata and i's relationship not just on the podcast but obviously modern fitness how i'm a little bit more of the visionary and renata's that integrator And how that relationship complements each other like like a puzzle piece. Because there's so much value in knowing your identity, knowing who you are and knowing who you're not. Because real quick story, when I was doing my own, when when I had the supplement company, when it was still Modern Nutrition and I was doing everything on my own, by default, my mind was I'm a doer. I'm an integrator, right? That was in my head. I need to you know, make a list, cross it out, make a list, cross it out. That was like the, the name of the game for me, create the system, create the structure. And I was all on my own. So I had to, it wasn't until we rebranded from modern nutrition into modern fitness. You know, we, we, uh, we got Renata, she, she joined and she was, she became the CEO and she took that integrator role from me. Literally. Like she just took it. Like, she just like, I know how to do that better. You're wasting your time. Let me show you how to do it. Right. And I'm like, Okay, let's let's see it and then she literally did what I what took me hours to do in like 20 minutes and I was like, "Oh. Okay, that's a, that's a good that's good. That's good." <laughs> so, she took that off my plate and now she literally took that integrator identity away from me. So now what happens to me? I'm like, "Well, now what? What do I do now?" Like I I I was literally lost for a little bit because I just didn't know well twiddling my thumbs like well what else can I do then I gotta find something and that's how she really that's when she really helped me realize that deep inside I just didn't know it because I was never given that opportunity to be the visionary because when she took that off my plate I realized like wait I really am not as efficient in that I know it's very important but my real gift my real calling is to be the the, the visionary And it was like, whoa, it was so liberating. I felt free. I operated at a different level because I know she had my back. I trusted her with everything we were doing. So she literally was like, I got this. You go and do that. And then we started doing that. All of a sudden, the Facebook group grew. You know, business started growing. All these plans and all these different things started getting put together way more efficiently than when I was by myself. And it all came down to identity, knowing who I was and knowing who I was not. What what are, what are your thoughts on that? Renata?
1: I mean, first of all, I have to clarify that I never said anything negative to you about taking away the things that you were doing. I just offered very nicely to help you out, and then I did.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I, okay, you. Here's the thing: when I was doing spreadsheets on my own, I literally took forever, and I had to do each cell at a time on these Google spreadsheets. And she, Renata's like, "You know, you could do that faster." I was like, "How?" And she's like done. I was like, Oh my goodness. I've been doing that each box at a time. That's how bad it was. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: But yeah, I think that you bring up a really great point. And we've talked about who a visionary is the dreamer, the person who sees the bigger picture. Uh, They come up with like the, the big, Vision for the company, and then the integrator, who is the person that gets things done that you know integrates the systems to ensure that the big dream comes to fruition. But not everybody listening or watching has the luxury of having a second person in their business so that they can figure out who is the visionary and who is the integrator. So, then my question to you would be if you're a solopreneur and you don't have that particular luxury, is it still worthwhile for you to figure out if you're more of a visionary or more of an integrator?
0: mm that's a really good question. I think you'll i for me, I knew by default I just needed to get things done at the end of the day. I believe that success boils down to making a list and crossing it out. It's literally to me as simple as that. What do I need to get done? Make a list of what you need to get done, cross it out, and then eventually you're gonna get to a win that's just. You know the the my way of thinking. So by default, you got to get it done. Like you, you just have to get it done. That's how I think. Now was that kind of the same for you as you were running Norris for Renata? How how did that how did that operate for you? Did you did you even th- like were you thinking you were more visionary or were you like ah whatever? I know I just need to stick to my stick in my stay in my lane and just do what I'm doing.
1: I think it's interesting because for my own business, obviously I need to be both at different times. So at some time, at some points in time, I need to be thinking bigger um, and I need to be like having a really concrete, clear vision for my own company. But then I also need to integrate some of the things like the systems or the processes that are needed in order for that to come to fruition. So I think when when you have your own business, um, you may find that one of those two options comes easier to you. So I think for you, it comes easy for you to just think about like, oh, you know, like I have this idea or I have this other idea and all these ideas continue to come to you really easily. Whereas other people might find that like sitting down and getting into the nitty gritty and the detail and the spreadsheets and everything that comes to them really easily. And so I think what's great is if you can recognize that that's a benefit to you because you know what your strengths are. And I think it's very important for us to understand what our strengths are because then as we continue to grow our businesses, we know who we need to look for to help to complement us on the things that we're not as strong as uh, or, or not as strong at doing, but we know that that person is strong and they can you know, lift up that particular side of the equation that we may not be as strong in. Does that make mm, sense?
0: It does. It does. So tangible tip number one, know who you are, know your default language and your default need. Because I thought my default was integrator, but I'm going to uh, totally being real. I would get really bored with spreadsheets like like I just it was very challenging for me to focus on that stuff because I'm like oh I just want to create I don't want to do like all this illegal stuff I have to do like the privacy stuff all the LLC setups all these you know it's really not that hard but like even though I was just like I this is the part I don't like to do. <laughs> You know, but when you ask me to dream and create like try to solve this problem. I I love that I thrive in that so Tangible tip number one know who you are Was that kind of easy for you? Was that already natural for you to know like I kind of like having the structure
1: yes, so and when I worked in corporate, a lot of what I did was structure-based or systems-based. And so for me, that just came really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really easy for me to implement. And obviously, I already had the skill set that, um, that complemented what you had. Like I had the ability to set up spreadsheets really quickly or to implement systems really quickly. Um, so all of that stuff had essentially been trained into me through years and years of being in corporate.
0: Mm. Got it. Got it. So let's go tangible tip number two how now you know that now you know what your default language is where do you go from there like,
1: you, okay like uh oh, where do you go from there <laughs>
0: where do you go from there i don't know you tell me <laughs> but what would you say like so okay someone listening right now i think i'm an integrator does that mean i and you're a solopreneur maybe um you know you're working by yourself no team yet maybe you're just beginning or getting started out and you realize deep inside, you are an integrator. What would your next step be? What would your recommendation be to someone listening to that right now?
1: So my recommendation would be twofold. And so it would be find ways to work on your strengths, but also find ways to make your weaknesses less weak. So what I mean by that is, Say, if you know you are a great visionary and you have amazing ideas all the time, and you have like the big picture and the vision for your company, and that's your strength. Okay, what can you do to help those big ideas become bigger? So maybe that's personal development books, or podcasts, or mentors, or you know, something that you can do to help to expand your knowledge of that particular arena that you're already strong in. But then, secondly, if you know that you're a visionary and you're not as much of an integrator, but you're a solopreneur and you have to be an integrator, are there tools out there that can help the integration be easier? So, are there apps or you know programs on the internet, or you know, can you hire a virtual assistant to help you to become uh, less? Um, stressed out about the integration side of it and make it easier for you overall so there's a lot of options out there that can help people who need assistance with like the systems of their businesses and what I love seeing is like there's so many different options out there depending on how you work Um, and I think that's so fantastic Um, but yeah my recommendation would be find ways to improve your strengths and find ways to make your weaknesses less weak.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. There's actually a, a formula. And I, I believe it's like 70, 20, 10, where you focus 70% on your strengths and capitalize on that. 20% on the things that you know you need to work on, like kind of I I need this uh, to get better, but you only spend like 20% of that. And the 10% is like I really, really suck at that. Uh, like your weaknesses, right? Things that, you know, for me, it would have been like the systems. I should only be spending around 10% of my time, if not less. It's either like 70, 20, 10, or it's something like that, where a majority of your time should be capitalizing on your strength instead of trying to figure out how to make yourself well-rounded, which is really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's a power in being like a jack-of-all-trades. I like that because, you know, I'm very – I need to understand, hey – If something happens to this team member, I need to be able to fill that gap. If something happens to this, I need to be able to do that. That is is, is a very, very good thing. But also to take it to the next level, you have to have mastery. I believe you need to master one thing. And I think that too many people try to juggle all these different hats at the same time. And if you're trying to do all these things at once, Are you really mastering any of them? And that goes back to identifying what you're really good at. And maybe you're a solopreneur. This is kind of jumping off or uh, piggybacking off of uh, Renata's answer. If you're a solopreneur and you're an integrator or you're a visionary, look for people that complement and supplement that. And that, you, that, that if you're in business and you're not comfortable to talk with talking to people and networking and getting to know people, good luck. Because it, it doesn't matter what business you're in, you are in the it's a you're in the business of people. I don't care if you're selling a product or a service. Relationships are key. So get around people put yourself in situations in networks of people that will take you to the next level. You don't have to do everything yourself. Trust me, this is a lesson I had to learn because I was so just lone wolf, just I can do everything on my own. And then when I realized the power of the team and having Renata come on board and really elevating it to to something faster to grow faster than I could have done myself, it changed the game. Because now I don't have to spend hours researching, Googling, watching YouTube videos on how to do something. I can just be like, Rana, do you know how to do this? Like, can you teach me or can you do it? And then she'll be like, all right, cool. I got it. And it's like, boom, you start to, you, you start to collapse time, right? Because if you're trying to do everything on your own, that's one way to build it. And, you know, definitely in the beginning, you may have to, and that's okay. But when you get to that point and you'll know, when you get to that point, you're like, I think I need some help. I think at this point I can't do all these things. I need to get, I need to build a team. So for me, understanding who I was, understanding my identity and knowing that this is a weakness that I, that this weakness for me is somebody else's strength and having the, self-awareness to admit that and not let my pride or ego get in the way was freedom. And what do they say? Like some of the biggest companies, some of the best companies have always been founded with an integrator and a visionary. Because if you guys are visionaries and and you're kind of like me, (laughs) Renato, I'm sure she has a lot of stories about this. I get like off track a lot because my mind is always racing, always trying to solve problems. I'm a, I'm trying to connect the dots here. I'm trying to be like, oh, this is a really good idea. We should try this. Oh, this is a really good idea. And I'm just coming off with ideas left and right. And I think they're all, we're going to work. I think they're all going to be these million dollar ideas. But at the same time, if I only focused on that, I would never get anywhere. Because I would just be chasing all these dreams, all these goals, all these different ideas. And I'd just be going in circles. So, Renata, what are some traits of an integrator?
1: Uh, So some traits of an integrator would be they really prefer attention to detail. They really like to be in the work, creating systems, developing um, standard operating procedures or SOPs. Um, And then another part of being an integrator is if you do have a team, they're working directly with other team members to ensure that they're in compliance with systems or with the sops. So those would be a few traits of integrators. Um, and then do you want to go over visionaries as well?
0: Yeah, I mean I kind of just I, I think all of my visionaries know who you are. If you're <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and your mind's like racing like oh my god this this isn't that you're probably a visionary. So I, here here's a tip. If you're a visionary, humble yourself. Humble yourself and allow be open to the idea that somebody can help. I need, that's what I needed to do. I needed to humble myself and be like, you know, I cannot do everything on my own. Somebody knows more than I do in this aspect and I need to be open to that. So if you're a visionary and you're having trouble finding that partner, that integrator, you're probably the problem. You're probably get, you're, it's not everybody else. Like, Oh man, I can't find anybody. It's probably you. Renata's like, oh, it's true. It like a lot of it, it, it is on us. Can't blame anybody else. It's on us. So, what what would be your last tip for an integrator that has to work with a visionary, Renata?
1: So, my last tip would be communication, and we all know that communication is so important to literally everything that we do, and it is just as important for. The visionary and integrated relationship so you want to have excellent communication so that you know where what the direction of the company is how you're going to start implementing it is that in alignment with the vision of the visionary um, and then always providing feedback and input to any other ideas that might be coming up or if there's any changes to the plan just having that back and forth with the visionary is is really integral to making sure that you're both moving the company forward together, as opposed to you know rolling in opposite directions.
0: That's so true. That's so true. And yeah, the communication is key because I know I'm <laughs> not the best at that, but we're not as great at you know keeping me keeping me grounded because my mind is always like oh, going up, 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 and she kind of pulls me down. Like, okay, remember, focus, and I'm like, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And it's, it's as it is back and forth and ebb and flow. And that's such a valuable relationship when you're growing a business because it makes you so much more well-rounded. It helps cover the gaps and it, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. You don't have to wear all the hats, right? What's that? What's that uh, quote that I've used multiple times on this podcast. If you want to get there fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And I've stuck to that, and I believe that, and it's continued to work. So I hope that this podcast, this episode gave everybody some clarity, because this, this month, you know, these several weeks leading up to this, this episode specifically has been about identity. It has been about realizing who you are and realizing who you're not. There's a sense of freedom and there's a sense of empowerment from that. And I want to encourage everyone today, dive a little bit deeper, exercise some self-awareness, ask yourself some hard questions, figure out who you are and figure out who you're not. Cause trust me, when you get past that uncomfort, when you get past that pain, there is a freedom after all of that. And if you're a business owner, Just be open and willing and humble because you may find answers that you don't like, and that's okay. Just keep going. Just keep going. I I promise you there is, there's a joy and a peace at the other side of this. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have a great Friday. If you need to re-listen to this, make sure you re-listen, make sure you share this with somebody because we are all about growing the whole Hashtag Team Effort Movement. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week.